everyone. Welcome to Liz Collin Reports, where we talk truth and have meaningful Minnesota conversations. On the podcast, we will be joined by another retired command sergeant major with the Minnesota National Guard coming forward to call out Governor Tim Walls and what they say are his misleading statements about his military service. It's a story they believe the Minnesota media has either ignored or underplayed for years. Retired Command Sergeant Major Tom Behrens, a farmer in Brewster, first spoke out in a story that went viral on Alpha News last week. Watch. The public needs to know how pathetic his leadership was as a National Guardsman. On a 150-year-old farm in Brewster, Tom Behrens hopes his tell-it-like-it-is style will finally get the attention he believes it deserves in Minnesota's race for governor. In a way, he's back again to wage a public war of words against Tim Walls. He, he abandoned us. You know, I mean, what the hell kind of leader does that? I mean, he just, as soon as the shots were fired in Iraq, he turned and ran the other way and hung his hat up and quit. Command Sergeant Major Paul Herr served with the 1st Brigade Combat Team, 34th Infantry Division, the Red Bulls. Sir, welcome. Thank you for your, your service, first of all, and thank you for joining me on the podcast. My pleasure to be here. Thanks, Liz. I want to talk first about your service, sir, your personal service. Uh, when did you join the National Guard, your role before you retired, and the responsibilities that came along with that? I did 30, oh, about 34 years. I signed up in September of 81, uh, went to basic training in 82, did 10 years uh, of active duty, was an engineer on active duty. Uh, I came into the National Guard in 91. And as a tanker, spent my time there, uh, came up through the ranks, was the first sergeant of a tank company, became a command sergeant major. I was promoted to operations sergeant major in 2003, March. After returning from Bosnia in 2003, 2004, I was uh, promoted or uh, made the command sergeant major of one of the 194- armor out of Brainerd. Um, and then I did my time there and then uh, became the first brigade sergeant major, was there for about seven years as the brigade sergeant major, deployed forward with the brigade in 2011, came back 2012. We closed out the Iraq. I was on the last convoy from uh, out of uh, Iraq in December of 11. Um, came back and finished up my career a few years later and uh, retired in 2015 from the division. Turning the attention to, to Governor Tim Walls, though, now explain, did you have any kind of relationship uh, with him when he was in the guard? You obviously knew of him at the time. Uh, correct. I, I mean, I knew of him. I, did, I, I first became aware of Governor Walls's, um, you know, existence back when the brigade originally received its original NOS on the long deployment, the notice of sourcing that they were going to be deployed. And we started having meetings for that. And he was a newly promoted CSM at the time. Other so you were in physically in these meetings with him, right? Um, and and this is when this warning order goes out to his unit, the southern Southern Minnesota's Correct. first battalion 
125th Field Artillery to mobilize for that mission to Iraq. And then he says at the time, because you're in these meetings with him, that he is planning to go on this mission. Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. I mean, he 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 totally uh, he totally had indicated to us that the other sergeant majors uh, that he was that he was going to go on this and deployment and and you can count on me. Uh, I did. I did. It didn't make sense to me at the time, but I also heard conversations because we're all in the same room. It's not like you're eavesdropping. It's, you know, people are talking in a room, you hear other conversations. And when he's talking and he's making comments um, to other senior uh, CSMs in the room uh, that, yeah, I really appreciate this. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just, um, this is my first, you know, I'm running. I have a really good chance of winning this seat you know, and I, I didn't put any of that stuff together until we showed up for a meeting one time uh, later down the road, and uh, Tom Barons was sitting in the room as the CSM, unbeknownst to any of the battalion sergeant majors with other battalion sergeant majors within the brigade, uh, not even the brigade sergeant major who would have been, you know, an intricate part of picking that person. So uh, basically, we found out then that uh, Governor Walls had you know, disappeared, um, in, you know, retired out, uh, and left basically his troops high and dry with, you know, with, uh, you know, not really good leadership. You know, he, he, he left them with leaderless basically. And, um, you know, Tom Barron's was a good, is a good man and he filled the slot and it was probably a good thing that he went. Um, but you know, the, the whole, the whole crux of that's just how he makes his career. That's how he, you know, that's how he presents himself. He he will say anything to anybody. It seems like to make it sound like he's going to do the best thing for you. Uh, but he's basically saying whatever he needs to say to feather his own bed. You know, he's a, he seems to be a pretty habitual liar. He lied then he, he lies now. I mean, it's, He's not a retired SAR major. And and the thing that really gets me and Tom and others is that even on his webpage, even to this day, he purposely words things knowing that he's going to get kicked back, but he skews it. For instance, right now, he used to say that he was a retired SAR major on his page, on his webpage. What doesn't say that on his webpage? Now, what it says is, Sergeant, it says Command Sergeant Major Walls retired from one of the one two five. I guess technically uh, that that's fact. That's a factual statement. But he consistently verbalizes things in a manner that would lead somebody, especially a layperson, just basically down a road. Oh, he's a retired Command Sergeant Major. Technically, he never he isn't saying that now, but he is alluding to the fact that he is one. Without he's leading you by misleading you. You see what I'm saying? He, he's he's pretty pretty adept at that. And Sergeant Major, um, I want to go back to to something you're talking about, but he he is the unit's highest ranking non-commissioned officer at the time. He's conditionally promoted to that rank, command right. sergeant major. But just explain that because you know the military obviously does have its own own terms and sometimes right. it is difficult for, for people to explain who are on the outside. But just explain what a conditional promotion uh, means in this instance. Well, a, con- a conditional promotion is 
we're going to promote, because there's a school involved with becoming a SAR major, you have to fulfill basically a two, a two year commitment on active duty. You would be a permanent change of station, a PCS move down to Fort bless. And you would stay there and you would be enrolled into the Sergeant majors Academy and you would be present for duty at the Sergeant majors Academy, which is like a college. Okay. And so when you graduate from that, then you graduate as an official CSM. He accepts a conditional promotion. The reserves, uh, there are only three entities typically that, that are allowed to do this. So the National Guard, the reserves, and SOCOM forces, so Special Operations Command, so Delta Force, Green Berets, operators in general, <clears throat> any of those are majors. They can, they, what they do is they take on the distance learning portion of it. So instead of being a they're present for duty for the entire two years. Um, you basically do all your work ahead of time. He had to sign and agree to the fact that he would be conditionally promoted to uh, command sergeant major and paid as a command sergeant major uh, with knowing that he was going to have to enroll into the academy, fulfill the requirements of the correspondence course at the time, uh, which we didn't really have a lot of online training. It was kind of shirt tail. And, um, and uh, so you still did a lot of book learning and online stuff. And, and you had to have a commitment after that. So once you graduated from the academy, you would go down there for about two and a half weeks, and then you would fulfill that portion of the resident phase, take your tests, pass, and then uh, you would be officially graduated from the Sergeant Majors Academy and fulfill that requirement. And then, only then, can you can you retire as an E9, uh, which is the pay grade. So whether it's a SAR major or a CSM. So it's uh, taxpayer money, bottom line, on the line. So the military obviously wants something mm-hmm. out of their investment, um, as you guys have explained. Oh, uh, exactly. And the, and the point, uh, they, the, the other silly thing about this is that he claims to be, uh, you know, a shirt tail CSM. And I'm going to use that because in essence, remember, he was promoted in September uh, and he retired the following May. He's a he's a guardsman. I mean, so he got promoted prior just prior to the holiday season. So that means in September he was promoted. Uh he probably was paid as a CSM to, uh, for that month and the subsequent months. And he also basically did no time as a CSM, maybe 14 days. He basically was a CSM for 14 days. You remember two weeks, you know, one weekend a month, two weeks a year. He didn't do an annual training. He went into the holiday season. We don't Drills are pretty confined, especially back then. You know, they probably had, a, you know, maybe something for Thanksgiving, thumps, something for, um, you know, Christmas. They're going to have a Christmas party, so on and so forth. There's not a there's not a lot of time there. And so then January and he may have had a couple of command and staff meetings uh, because of the notice of sourcing that came out. Uh, and plus our meetings. So. He, he may have fulfilled literally on boots on the ground time spent as a CSM, literally probably 14 days at best. How rare is this? Have you ever heard of such a thing? Someone calling themselves a CSM? Well, their no. paperwork clearly shows they are a master sergeant upon retirement for benefit purposes. But does it, this kind of thing happen? 
I, 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 it happens in different aspects. I've never heard of it as a SAR major aspect. Um, what, and I guess Tom made this, Tom did make the statement of a stolen valor type scenario. It, it does lean towards that. And the reason it, we have soldiers even to this day that actually have good, credible time that did their did service to their country, but they weren't what they say they were. Uh, you, you know, we have there's many instances out there of in the military of mechanics and, uh, or a, a lower enlisted infantryman stating that. You know, they were a Green Beret or they were Delta Force or they were a Ranger. They lay claim to things that they weren't because maybe they whatever. I, I don't even understand. I, I can't understand why somebody would do that. But he's laying claim to something that he really he never fulfilled the duties of. Um, he, he just didn't. Uh, in fact, his in, in my it's my position that. He only grabs onto those things, it seems like, from the military that seem to benefit him. Uh, I don't think he, he, he thinks in his mind that there's, it seems to me, that there's a, a, there seems to be some credibility or, or, or some haughtiness that, that goes with being a CSM. I mean, he was a first sergeant. He didn't even care enough to make sure that he retired as a first sergeant. So the military was left. Do it, redoing his dash four and sending him out the door as a master sergeant. He did he which a first sergeant and a master sergeant are same pay grade, just like a staff sergeant major and a command sergeant major are both the same pay grade. But there are different there's different responsibilities that come with those. And if if I I am a retired CSM, my ID card says that I'm a retired CSM. It doesn't say sergeant major on it. He didn't. He didn't care enough about his rank to come back and go. Well, really, I'm technically I'm a retired first sergeant, and I would like my 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 papers to to indicate that. He just didn't. Um, and and I think that he just has a certain, you know, disdain for some parts, even to this day. Uh, I think he sees the the military as a voting block, uh, and absolutely he does, just because he. He does things that, that in my mind, you know, is basically done to garner votes. You know, I mean, um, he, he, yeah, he on, the, on that note, on that note, sir, I was going to ask you about um, just the recent announcement. He's been tweeting and talking about himself again as a veteran of the National Guard, but touting this bill he signed to honor post 9-11 service members with bonuses. I know you wanted to, to weigh in when it came to that. What's your take? Well, I, I think uh, the Department of Veterans Affairs uh, has made the comment in a, in a statement, and I believe it to be true, is that, 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 you know, there have been bonuses, for lack of a better term, uh, given out to those who have served in prior conflicts, you know, Korean conflict, Vietnam conflict, and so on. Um, I, I I would say that those those bonuses at the time were a pittance, uh, you know, maybe a couple hundred bucks. Uh, you know, now we're talking twelve hundred, two thousand dollars. There's a large group of people that that's going to affect. You know, one could you know the timing of this seems a little bit suspect to me. Uh, it's not like we just got back yesterday. 
this this thing's been going on for a long while. He's been sitting in the seat for a while. You know, Being where, so close to the election, you mean? What exactly? So where 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 was this again? I, I ask people to look at the fact that again, this is he uses his he uses a, a, a mythical rank that he he wasn't allowed to retire with that he never enrolled into the academy. He only maybe wore the rank for a total of fourteen days on the ground. He so he has zero experience in any army. I was a. I was a sergeant major for almost 13 years. That's almost a career for some people. Um, I did the time. I've been to combat, been back. I could been at high high levels, and it's very frustrating. I, I we wouldn't be saying anything if he just would have retired. Said he was a retired master sergeant, retired first sergeant, and it just carried on about his business. The problem that we have with is that. He's trying to get credibility with the military and with the public by fabricating some lofty position that in reality, he never really held and he has zero experience at. That would be like saying, well, I was the governor for two minutes. Well, you have zero experience being the governor. I mean, how can you really lay claim to being using that as some kind of credible credibility? Um and again, like I said, uh, when we talked before, I said, he, you know, he, he uses that to ma- shut people down that don't know any better or create a straw man to, to, to carry his water. You know, just like in the Minneapolis riots, he, you know, he, he'll, he'll say, well, you know, I was in the guard and you just can't call up the guard. Or he's going to say, well, I'm going to call up the guard, but you're just going to get a bunch of 19-year-old cooks. Well, neither one of those statements are anywhere near to being true. Um, and, and it's unfortunate. The, the, he knows darn well. Well, maybe he didn't. But, uh, the, the, you know, the state has a reactionary force that's that tra- that gets moved around between uh, the units of the state. Uh, they have a certain amount of people that are trained up for riot control. At least they did when I was in. And that that baton gets passed from unit to unit. He has MPs right there in the city. Those people are all available for, especially the ones that are on call for riot control. Those ones are, they're there. Um, and so for him to say that, you know, we, we just, you know, it's just not a simple task. And then, uh, and then just, he, he makes multiple comments. He throws the mayor, Jacob Fry, under the bus by saying, what? Well, he didn't officially, he just texted me. He didn't, he didn't do it through official channels. I'm like, I don't know how much more official you need. Or he didn't, he didn't give it to me in the right format, his request for National Guard soldiers. I mean, all these comments have been made. But then again, then he also goes and says, well, it's just not that simple. Well, wait a minute. You can't have it both ways. You can't, you know, what, what is it? It's either not that simple or it wasn't an official request. So, you know, it's, he, he, he just, he just colors things and he says things to feather his own bed. He makes deals with people. Yeah. You know, I mean, just like, you know, during the pandemic, Hey, I'm going to, my buddy owns a candy store and I'm just paraphrasing like crazy, but I mean, you know, he basically crushed businesses, but allowed the world's biggest candy store to be open for what? Yeah. I mean, I mean, there was, you know, no, zero credibility. He lost all credibility there. Um, so we know it takes a special person uh, like yourself 
to be willing to to come forward, to put yourself in the the public eye and kind of call it like it is, uh, along with Sergeant Major Barons. But what has the reaction been? I'm curious what you've heard, especially from other National Guard members, a reminder that they can't speak publicly on this issue until they do uh, retire like like you guys have. But do they want this story out there? Oh, yeah. When I when I first put the when Tom and I first put this letter out prior to the last election that, um, you know, we I I had a lot of feedback from people that were currently in and people that served with him that were in artillery with him, basically, you know, thanking me for putting that putting that for us for putting that letter out just because they weren't able to speak to it. They've been frustrated as anybody else. Um, and, uh, you know, at least at least it's out there to lay claim that Walls is the only person that bailed because they could. That would be a fallacy. He's not. He, as far as I know, he's the only one that has bailed in a senior position and then used that 10 minutes and no credibility to hold that position, no experience to somehow bolster his his credibility in Congress, his credibility with the the, the people of the good state of Minnesota. And, and, and even his webpage lays claim that at the time when he retired, he was the senior non-commissioned officer in Southern Minnesota. Hello, Tom Barron's lives in Minnesota, Southern Minnesota in his district. Um, I think Tom Barron's was a sergeant major at the time, and there was other ones to 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 lay claim that he was the only sergeant major in Southern Minnesota. That is that that is on his webpage, and it is absolutely not true. On a recent podcast, Tom Barron's challenged Walls to do to a debate since he seems reluctant to agree to one with his opponent, uh, Dr. Scott Jensen. He even made him a hat. I know that you know of those plans. Uh, is something. Uh, is this something you'd like to talk to Walls about? I should also mention that, you know, you guys tried to talk to Mr. Walls years ago, one-on-one. Barron's talked about how he wrote letters to him as mm. far back as 2006. All were ignored. Or really, what would you like to see happen here? I would like to see him just take credit for the service that he did. Quit trying to ride the shirt tails and coattails of the sergeant majors that actually did the work, went to combat, even the ones that didn't go to combat. There are plenty of sergeant majors out there that fulfilled our requirements to this country, to their units, to their soldiers. And it's, and it's, and it's very difficult for me to, it's very difficult for me to have any kind of respect for anybody that has, misshapen the truth and misshapen the narrative just so he could feather his own bed and keep himself in a position of power to influence others. And that, that, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate that, that we have to suffer that. I mean, I, I have no, I have no desire. Look at, I have no desire to talk to. Okay. I don't like him. He's a I have never liked him, and he can go and rot. Okay, he's a liar. He throws people under the bus. He threw his whole unit under the bus, and he can just take a dump because I don't care. I don't like him. 
you took this podcast to a whole new level. <laughs> so I do want to mention this, but Alpha News did reach out to the Walls campaign to ask if he was using the command sergeant major rank for political gain. And a spokesperson said, this has been in the news before. And then they pointed us to a basically a fluffy story um, about Walls and his National Guard experience, along with some quotes from him back then, where he criticizes the military members who have spoken out against him. Right. Well, I mean, that's what, he, and if you notice, that's what, and again, there's another perfect straw man argument, I believe, but he has said in the past, or his his campaign team has said, well, you only get this kind of rhetoric from people who don't wear the uniform. I, I just want to point out to the people that one, the, the comment back never, never disputed the fact that he was, didn't say, no, we're not using it for political gain. Uh, two, they created a straw man that doesn't exist. And then three, tried to belittle our integrity in our in our position by making up this straw man that supposedly is some bad, evil thing. Uh, evidently, civilians, because that's what he's talking about. Um, I, don't, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. Um, just just answer the question. But it's perfect. You know, it's typical politician rhetoric, right? I mean, that's what they that's what typical politicians do uh they 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 don't answer questions they divert deny deflect um answer a question with a question that kind of crap so you know i i don't know i don't know that i expect anything less uh from him because right now he and again we you know he's just trying to maintain power uh by any by any means necessary you know and there's and li- like i said there's no accountability Again, you're going to get again. He he uses a military where needed, but as he can't he can't allow he can, as much as he tries. Even though he was this higher ranking official for a few moments, but he was a first sergeant. So I'm going to give him some credit. That's a that's one of the most hardest jobs that you can that you that you can do uh, in the army is be a first sergeant. And so for him to basically throw that piece of his career under the bus and then try and hang his head on something he did for 15 minutes. seems a little bit ridiculous to me. Um, and, and, and the fact that he lay, you know, he said, you know, he, he, well, I deployed in, in, in uh, support of enduring freedom. Technically he did, but I mean, let's call, let's call a spade a spade. You, you, you deployed to Italy. Uh, so those soldiers could deploy into the fight in Iraq. I mean, I mean, if you if you deploy somewhere where you can bring your wife and kids, I'm not, I don't know that he did that, but I know there were people that did bring their families uh, over to visit, you know, for certain amounts of time. So I mean, you know, if we want to start throwing 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 knives, I mean, I can I can you know I can call them out on all kinds of stuff. Um, he, he likes to, you know, blow things up into something that they, they weren't, you know, again, 19 year old cooks is what you're going to get. No, it's not. You're going to get highly trained soldiers that know what they're supposed to do. Lest we forget the clips of soldiers getting yelled at by punks on the street and nobody's stepping in and stopping that our soldiers were getting visible. Some of them physically abused. We had soldiers that were shot at and injured. Nobody seems to talk about that. 
okay, during those riots, you know, what was what was the weapon carry state of those soldiers? Oh, yeah, they had weapons. They had no bullets. You know, the bullets were under sequestered. They didn't have loaded weapons. They couldn't even protect themselves if they wanted to. If they, somebody came at them. I mean, and then he, you know, he's again. And what's wrong with 19-year-old cooks, by the way? Your final message then for Minnesotans with barely 50 days to go until the election, sir. But why does this story matter? Because it speaks to integrity and honor. You you have you have a man sitting in the office. You have a man sitting in that seat as governor of the state of Minnesota. He's lied to the public. He continues to lie to feather his own bed. He lied to get out of the uh, so he could make it easier for him consciously to leave the Minnesota National Guard. He lays claim to something, i.e. being a command sergeant major, that he only did for literally a few minutes and never met the requirements. He's not retired at that, but he would have you believe that he is. And, you know, please, please look at his record of feather in his own bed. I I mean, I I don't know what else I can say, but it's don't vote for him. (laughs) Don't vote for him. That's that's what I'm going to say. Retired Command Sergeant Major Paul Herr, we thank you very much again for your service and for joining us today. Thanks, Liz. Appreciate it. And that'll do it for this episode of Liz Collin Reports. Be sure to subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts and subscribe to see Alpha News on our YouTube channel. We'll see you next time.